Welcome back to another episode of the Roll Blob Podcast with Andy, Cap, and Coop. I actually am Coop. And today we were joined by Adam Baum of the Cincinnati Inquirer, where we talk about burning geese, getting arrested in Central Park, and 150 years of piss. Stay tuned. And what a beautiful transition from Andy to Andy. Welcome back to another glorious episode of the Roll Blob Podcast. Tonight, we have, honestly, it's pretty much like a just not even like a friend of a program. We like He's a brother to the program at this point. Like a seasoned veteran in the Roll Blob Podcast. We have Adam Baum, in one of, who probably had one of the biggest weeks in Xavier Media history. Like, like this could not have been a better time to be a guy with sources you can ask Rick, you can ask Bomb, you can ask Marcus. They're, they were on top of it, could not have covered it any better. Hats off to those guys. We're gonna we're all going to pour it out for those guys right now. They worked their asses off. Beautiful work. But we got one of them in studio. This would be a perfect time. I'm not, we're not even going to make you wait. Like, not even, not even straight to the meat and potatoes. Straight to the fucking dessert. It's snack time, baby girl. Baum, 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 What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Roadblock Podcast. We have the gift, the man that keeps on giving, Adam Baum of the Cincinnati Inquirer. What the heck is up, bro? Gentlemen, what an absolute pleasure it is to be back on this broadcast. Um, one of the, the absolute thrills of my career. <laughs> I love you. Adam, it's rare that we get what I consider to be a national story, and that's Sean Miller going to Xavier. It's normally regional stuff, which we love. It's all good. But Xavier's one of those programs in the spotlight right now making crazy waves. Why don't we just briefly – normally we start with some BS. You know how we do things. But we have a big story, so we might as well take advantage of it. Why don't we jump in real quick to maybe that 96-hour give or take, that stretch between Travis Steele being let go and Sean Miller becoming the new head coach at Xavier. Yeah, so honestly, I'll even take it back – a little further than, than 96, because for me, this whole thing started on, on selection Sunday, you know, like everyone else I'm watching the the selection show. Xavier doesn't get picked, not even one of the first four out. And immediately I reached out to Xavier athletic director, Greg Christopher. And I was like, Greg, you know, I would, I would love to, to talk to you, get a sense of like, you know, basically where your head's at. Um, and he was like, yeah, that's great. We'll talk after the, the NIT bracket is released. And that came out at 9 p.m. So I talked to him after that. He gave me a quote that was essentially, you know, like I do with all of our year-end coaches, or like I do at year-end with all of our coaches, Travis and I will get together. For now, we're focused on Cleveland State and making a run in the NIT. So turn around the very next day, we have a pregame press conference with Travis for Cleveland State. When that press conference ends, 
I asked Travis if he would be open to, to having a conversation that was honestly a conversation that's better suited, not under those bright lights, no cameras rolling. It's just kind of me and him talking. I am recording it. Um, and honestly, I had to ask Travis a lot of uncomfortable questions about the future. Um, you know, I asked him if he wants to come back to Xavier. And he said, yes. I asked him if he expects to come back to Xavier. And he said, yeah, I'm assuming so. Um, and we talked about some of the, the pressure from the fan base and some of the doubt that had crept in and things like that. Published the story the next day before the game against Cleveland State. They play Cleveland State. They beat Cleveland State. Talked to Travis after the game. And honestly, from, from talking to him on Monday to, to talking to him after the game on Tuesday, really did not get a sense that he was even nervous. I Like his body language, the way that he even answered my questions, I, I felt like, like it, it seemed to me like a guy who thought he was going to get another shot, like he, he was going to get another year. Um, and then turn around to Wednesday, the day after that Cleveland State game, and I've got a 3 p.m. tee time, um, supposed, <laughs> to be my, supposed to be my first golf, my golf round of the year. Um, it's around one o'clock. I'm I'm starting to get ready. I'm getting mental reps in. I'm preparing for what I need to do out there on the golf course because, you know, that first round of the year, it really sets the stage for your whole year. And, uh, and then my phone started going a little haywire. And I, I'm friends with a lot of Xavier fans, and, and they had all seen Rick Roaring's tweet um, about Travis. And, you know, I was obviously, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here hear and say any anything other than the truth because I didn't happen that way when it did so you know I immediately go into war mode um we're at DEFCON 5 and I just start firing off texts trying to get people on the phone um pretty quickly I was able to confirm that news but you know from basically Rick reporting that um the next like 48 to 72 hours are just an absolute blur. I think, you know, I don't think that Apple tracks this, but I think in that time frame, I broke a personal record for time, both time spent on the phone and text messages sent and received. It was like, I was just, I, I was just plugged in the whole time. I was talking to anyone that would talk to me, trying to get a sense of number one, what happened, why it happened, when it happened. And number two, like, where are we going from here? What, what happens next? You know, I, <laughs> this is my first time having to cover a coaching change in a coaching search. So it was relatively new for me. Um, and honestly, like the, the fact that they got it done as quickly as it did, I think it, it kept a few more years on my life at the end of the day. So it was, uh, it was hectic, but throughout that whole process, you know, I would talk to people and I'd be like, you know, who, who are some names? Can you throw some names at me? Some names that might be on the list. And people were very forthcoming about names that were on the list. Um, it was a long list, but ultimately I never got a sense that the list extended further than Sean Miller, as in, this is the guy at the top of our list. We're going to try to do everything we can to get this guy. If we can't get him, then, then we'll go on down the list and we'll see who we can get. But yeah, in a nutshell, that's like, that's what that whole process was like. And then honestly on Saturday, um, when Sean agreed to the deal, I had spoke to some people earlier in the day who told me 
hey, we, we've got some traction here. There's some positive movement. Um, and luckily, those people were nice enough to tell me, like, you might want to stay by your laptop. So um, there we go. That's how that works. <laughs> Very well said. We might as well get this part out of the way. I would like to focus primarily on moving forward, Sean Miller, that kind of stuff. We think very highly of Travis. I think, especially here on this podcast, I think the fan base at large, but did you get a sense and we'll get this out of the way and then we'll start talking Sean. Did you get a sense that I don't know about you. Once the, once we lost the Butler game in that fashion, I felt like kind of the floor had kind of fallen under. Like I felt like it was a tinderbox, the fan base for the, the previous month and some change, whatever. I felt like after that loss at Butler, I feel like that was going to be hard to come back from. Did, did you get a sense that, that it was that that was the case or did you think it was mostly the not making the tournament? Yeah. So I'll, I'll be straight with you. Um, someone texted me like right as I was leaving Madison square garden after that Butler game. And they basically sort of alluded to to what you just said. And my response was, I think verbatim. Um, I don't know how he survives this. Like to me, the, the way that game ended, it was so hard to swallow. And, you know, with everything that was riding on that one game, it was just like, man, you, you needed that one. You needed that one so bad just to prove to so many people that you could win a big game that you needed to win. And they weren't able to get that done. But then, so I, I started to have my doubts right then and there. And then when, when Xavier let, Travis coached that first NIT game, I was kind of like, okay, well, if something is going to happen, then they're probably going to wait until the NIT plays out. And obviously I was wrong about that, but um, yeah, I just thought the optics of that game, the way that it ended. And honestly, like I just, I saw on Twitter, like national, national guys, everyone was just shitting on them so bad. And you know, I think that, that that was just a hard thing to come back from for a lot of people from the fan base to, to high-level donors to, to really powerful people at Xavier. It was just like, it just did not look good. No, and I think there's also a lot of pressure, too, when you can get a Sean Miller. And, like, I think that obviously had to play a part in it. I, I don't know if they would claim that or whatever, and, and I'll say it. But um, if you're going to make that move, and then that was the thing, too, that I think you kind of alluded to. Once, once we start the NIT and Travis is coaching – I'm like, oh, okay. And it felt like the general sentiment was that he was going to get another year. Um, I think the Butler game may have swayed that, but I still felt like that was a sentiment, even though it kind of had fallen through. But once he starts coaching, I'm like, okay, he's at least going to play this whole thing out. Um, but it sure seems the way from, from a fan standpoint, and we are primarily fans, uh, it sure seems like when you have a Sean Miller waiting in the wings and maybe you felt pressure from another university, then you have to, you're kind of forced to make that move. Yeah, and, and I think the biggest thing that ties into that is that when you don't make the NCAA tournament and if that is the final straw that breaks the camel's back and you know that you're going to do this, you know, maybe there's paperwork, maybe you have to get like his buyout approved and things like that. And maybe that's what took a little bit more time for them to, to finally pull the trigger. But um, with Sean Miller sitting there, like, as you said at the top, like, this is a national story because Sean Miller is legitimately one of the best coaches in the country. And you have a guy waiting there who's been here before, who still has a lot of connections to this place and the people in this place. And it's like, do you roll the dice? You know, cause it's a risk both ways. It's like, you can roll the dice and you can stick with Travis for another year and it might not work out. You can let Travis go 
and you can roll the dice and go try to get Sean Miller and it might not work out. So I don't think that there were any certainties in this whole thing. Yeah. And, uh, and the fact that it worked out the way it did, if you're, if you're a Xavier fan, um, you know, Travis is a, a wonderful human being and it sucks that this had to happen to him. Um, Cause he was honestly really good to me over the last four years. But if you're a Xavier fan, like right now you have, legitimately one of the best college basketball coaches in the country coaching your program. And Adam, real quick question for you. Um, your sources tell you to you might want to keep your laptop nearby. At any point in time, did you think about or maybe even compose a tweet and delete it or save to your draft just simply the eyeball emoji? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, one of the things that I've learned is like um, – the last thing I want to do is rile up a group of people and then like us and then, <laughs> and then let them down. Um, you know, so honestly, to answer your question, that stuff always crosses my mind. If I, if I sat here and tried to explain to you how many times I've typed out tweets or gotten them ready to send, and then I delete them and I'm like, maybe that's not a great idea. Um, so it was sure. definitely on my mind too, but <laughs> The, the, the potential brush back from the fan base, if I don't, if you do that and then you don't have anything to deliver, that's like, you're playing with some serious fireballs right there. If you it ever also, need, a, if you ever have a little scoop, you don't even have to tell any of us what it is. It makes no difference. You can literally just DM us or Marcus Walters. Marcus is always happy to help and say, Hey, I need you to get them riled up. Just an eyeball emoji. We'll do it. I appreciate that. I know you will. You're fearless on that interwebs, man. Even if like the Xavier now has a MySpace page. <laughs> Speaking of the devil, <laughs> hey, do you follow Xavier Athletics on TikTok? I, I'm Adam. not. I'm not in the TikTok sphere. Um, Me neither. Believe Good. it or that was not, the correct answer. Correct answer. Thank you. Thank you. When when the pandemic started, um, you know, I I don't have all your guys' cell phone numbers. Maybe we should make that happen at some point, but. Um, you know, Apple, the iPhone, they send you on every Sunday, they send you your, your screen time report, yeah. like how much time you're actually looking at your cell phone. And early on in that pandemic, dude, I was reaching straight psycho levels of screen time. And, and I made the hard decision to cut ties with pretty much all of my social media, except for, except for Twitter. So deleted Facebook, deleted Instagram, deleted Snapchat. And it's like, Honestly, it feels pretty good. It feels like I, I was carrying around all this weight and I just put it down and left it behind me. So here we are. And sometimes Twitter gets heavy to carry around, but, um, yeah, you know, it could be worse. That mute button makes it lighter though. Mute baby. Mute is the future. It is the way it is the truth. And the life. Adam, I love how much you know your surroundings. Like, you know, your fan base. I'm sure there are beat writers and other fan bases that could easily tweet out. You know, not around here. You, de you yeah. definitely know the people that you're <laughs> that you're around. Plus, at the same time, it's like um, it's it's also kind of like, you know, I don't I don't want other reporters to go looking around for stuff if they think that I got mm. something, you know, yeah. so it's kind of like make sure I'm going to I'm going I'm to keep my cards real close and uh, and we're going to we're, we're just going to play it safe here, fellas. I love it. I feel like Broering has and you can listen to the Musketeer Report podcast. I feel like he covered a lot of life kind of stuff the, the coaching prospects stuff. I feel like a lot of that's been said and very well said so Sean Miller's announced the head coach 
what did you, what was your initial thought? And then maybe the sentiment around the program from those that you talked to uh, once that was finally made official. Yeah. I didn't talk to anyone within the program that wasn't like turned up to 10, jacked up, excited. Um, and, and I'll tell you like a little bit of what I've been working on this whole entire week since he was announced on Saturday is I've been talking to former players who played for Sean at Xavier. Um, we can throw a few names at you right here because this story is going to go up uh, sometime tomorrow. But um, I talked to Kenny Freeze. I talked to Weeze, CJ. Um, I talked to Justin Dolman, Justin Cage. And then I was very surprised at the last person that I talked to who actually called me back. I didn't think I was going to get him on the phone, but uh, I talked to, to Derek Brown. Oh, yeah. So, um, so no Adam Simons. <laughs> No, Johnny Wolf. No, no, no. One of the things I told myself when I set out to do this, I was like, I've gotten myself in so much trouble in the past where I will do this thing where I talk to way too many people and then I have so much information and it becomes possible to sort through it and make it and make it fit into into a space that, that I need to. So I was like, I was like five or six at the most. Um, I may add one more tomorrow. Apparently, uh, Apparently, Brandon Cole had like a really good relationship with Sean and they got some he, he apparently I was told has some good stories. So I'm going to see if I can get him on the phone as well. But yeah, to answer your question, like the general sentiment around this and, you know, to be fair, to be, you know, a capital J journalist, if you will, um, I have gotten quite a bit of emails. I know I, I showed um, Cap and Andy some of these emails on Sunday when we were hanging out, but there, there were Xavier fans who did not like this, that thought, you know, he's got this history. I don't, I don't want to be associated with him, blah, blah, blah. That was the very small percentage of the people that I talked to and I interacted with. The vast majority of people were like, um, he's one of the best coaches. He's a proven winner. And, and he's absolutely what Xavier needs right now to get back to where you want to be. Yeah, I could not agree more. I don't think an upstart is the move right now. I think you've got, like you said, I think I saw a stat that there are only like seven other D1 coaches with more NCAA tournament wins actively than Sean Miller. Like, I, I think it's it's hard to state all that he's accomplished uh, in his in his time as head coach, but um, I think that's a general sentiment that we've seen as well. I think you have at least of a 90% of the contingent that thinks we've got a proven winner. You know, what had happened in the past is currently legal. I mean, look at Kelvin Sampson right now. Um, yep. And you've got a guy that, like you said, is, is one of, I think, easily one of the top 15 coaches in the country. You can make a case for top 10. And you've got a guy that's done it at this level and done it at a higher, at a higher level than this. So I think it's hard to kind of to be upset about yeah. this if you're a Xavier fan and over the place we've been in the last four years. I mean, the only thing I'm concerned have, about have, is the fact that he has zero Big East tournament wins. That, that is a concern. Did he as you know? a player, though? Yeah. As a player, yeah, that's a coop. You're on, you're on it, man. You're sharper than attack. Now I feel you know, better. Um, <laughs> I do have, I do have some numbers here for you guys. So this is, this is not including Xavier. This is only at Arizona for Sean. These are his year by year recruiting, recruiting class rankings at Arizona. Okay, his, his first season as Arizona was his worst season. He had the number thirty two class nationally. Okay. His second year, he had the fourth. His third year, he had the third. His fourth year, he had the 11th. His fifth year, he had the third. His sixth year, he had the third. Seventh year, the ninth. 
eighth year, the third, ninth year, the 22nd. And um, you guys can guess what happened prior to that year. Yeah. Um, and then his second to last year, he had the sixth national recruiting class. And his last year at Arizona, he had the fifth ranked national recruiting class. Like not only can he coach, but he can bring in good players and then coach them and get them better. I mean, he's going to like, he's legitimately going to be the, the second best coach in the big East when Xavier takes the floor next year. Man, no right behind Ed Cooley. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Ed. I love Ed. Ed is a quality human being and uh, it's just, you know, the pedigree. It's um, the fact that he said second. That means uh, Stubblefield's first. Stubblefield one. Yep. Uh, Sean two. Um, I still have Dave Lato at three. I know he's been. <laughs> I know he's been out of the Big East for. He'll year never be away. He'll never be all the way away from us. <laughs> you can't get rid of Dave Lato. So that's such good stuff, man. So let's see. So Xavier gets Sean Miller. What do you think are the next steps from here for Sean? Like what are the – other than appeasing the Twitter fan base and getting a Twitter, obviously, that's obviously step number one. But after that, what do you think his top priorities are? Well, I mean, I can sort of tell you what he's working on right now. Um, Is it a Chevy commercial or something, <laughs> like a local dealership? <laughs> for that would be great. That would be absolutely perfect. Um no, he's working on – he's already hitting the ground recruiting. Um, I know that. And then he's working on his his coaching staff. And and that, to me, like he, he's going to meet with the team for the first time on Friday, I believe. But this this is like he's, – he's sort of playing catch-up. You know, you've been out of college basketball for a year. Um all these other programs have relationships with recruits. They, they've been talking to them. They've been, wa- they've been out watching them. Um, so you're, you're kind of playing catch up a little bit there. But if there's anyone who's suited to catch up, it's Sean Miller. And then you got to figure out what you got to do with your coaching staff because when you, you're, not, you're not coming to Xavier from a program, you've been away from college basketball for a year, you're not bringing a coaching staff with you. So you have to figure out, hey, Am I, am I going to keep some guys on Xavier's staff or am I just going to go out and find completely new pieces? Um, so these are, these are all really important things that I know that he's already started working on. I've talked to people and, and those wheels are already churning. Uh, has he said anything about, uh, as far as like putting the staff together, has he said anything about a, uh, an up and coming seventh grade basketball coach in Northern Kentucky? You know, actually um, I've been working on, questions for Sean's press conference on Friday. And that's actually one that I had on my list. Uh, I, I showed him, a, I showed him a, a picture of you. I texted it to him with the dump truck wallpaper behind you. And he just said, he responded and he said, I need this guy. <laughs> just, Andy, he's going to hand you a blank check and just say whatever, whatever you need. Some, so uh, while other we're questions. important questions, go ahead. Kip. Sorry, Kev. Uh, some other questions I was thinking maybe if you just needed extras, Say it's like an awkward silence and you just need a fill in question. Um, ask him if you know he's excited to wear the quarter zips instead of the suits because it'll hide the sweat better. So that could That's really be something. Yeah. And then if the skyline might go back on the court, if they'll practice free throws when tired, stuff like that. <laughs> you this know, it's really funny. is good. 
you know it's funny you brought up the t-shirt thing so <laughs> I've trying I've trying I've been trying this week to familiarize myself a little bit with with Sean and and sort of some of the stuff on on YouTube and things like that and I found a YouTube video where he explained in detail what happened there with that sweaty picture um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard this story or if you've seen that YouTube video Not. but it's hilarious I I can't remember if it was his wife or someone else they got him these new shirts and the idea behind these shirts was there, it's a really lightweight fabric, very breathable. And he is like, I didn't try it out first. And I also didn't wear an undershirt underneath it. And he was like, I wore this new shirt for the first time. And I just happened to have a game where I sweated more than I ever have in my entire life. And he's like, and then and we, we, you know, now we have this meme, this beautiful picture that will, that will live forever. So, uh, but it's funny. He said, after that went viral, um, he was getting like shirt companies were sending him shirts to try out. And he was like, ultimately I looked ridiculous, but in the long run, I got a ton of free shirts out of this thing. So look at that. Major doves. Yeah. <laughs> no, so like sweaty how, W how much, like how much stock do you think, like, especially in the recruiting field, like I think guys want to come play for a guy who like, and he's going to get some dudes with this. Players want to play for a guy who can win a wet t-shirt contest. That's a great point. Well, I think it's a motivating factor. It's like, look, I'm sweating my ass off. (laughs) I I need my guys to match my level of effort. Yeah. If you need to close the deal, give them a free shirt. (laughs) Imagine you're out there in the middle of a game and you feel like, man, I'm, I'm really busting my ass in this game. I'm working as hard as I possibly can. And you look over at your coach on the sideline and it looks like he just walked out of a sauna. You know, it's like we're all out here working there. There's a camaraderie there that, that gets extended from the from the bench all the way onto the floor. I think that's a great point. I feel like you'd be willing to run through a soaking wet wall for that guy. Absolutely. I know Sign I would. So I got a couple more serious questions while we're on the serious stuff. What do you think about the bold decision that Xavier University made to allow Andy Pick to be invited? to the press conference on Friday? Well, I think that they they should put out some sort of a blanket statement or, or maybe not even a blanket statement, maybe just target Andy directly and say, you cannot do any shots of tequila before you come to this pep rally. You know, that's where we draw the line. But, uh, but in all seriousness, they are absolutely rolling the dice, letting Andy in there. I think he, he is a wild card among wild cards. I saw, I've seen him now for three NIT games. And if he gets that excited for an NIT game, I can only imagine what he's going to do on Friday afternoon. I was just laughing that we didn't even need our media pass. I know. We don't even need I'm it. I'm like, sure who gave you guys that. Um, that's, it's, you guys got a better media credential than I have, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, Frischner's yeah. like, I'm going to know if I don't need this thing anymore. All right. I'll break his. There's only 20 bucks. <laughs> oh, he sold it to you. Oh, he might be blacklisted. Black market <laughs> media. Black market media pass. I just love the thought that Andy's been invited to more things in the last three weeks than in his entire life combined. This is where I turned the corner. Yeah. Things are looking up. Thought of a new day. And then my last serious question. Marcus Walters, the hard-hitting journalist, said that yeah. Sean Miller is planning on abolishing the gray uniforms due to sweat and Jake the Goose. Can we confirm? Per sources. Uh, I've heard similar things. There are rumblings. Um, in all seriousness, somewhat Xavier did bring up 
doing away with the gray uniforms. Um, I don't know how, I don't know how serious they were. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, I'm I, I don't dead on it though. Coop said this. I can't imagine, I can't picture Sean and Running Man stuff. Yeah. I don't, you know, to me, it just, they look so good. How could you not? It does. How could you not want them? I just picture Sean in dark Navy. Like I just, I can see him just walking up yeah. being like, nah, like winners don't well, like, nah, it's a tough program now. To Coop's point. I think, I think Sean has to be absolutely thrilled that, or may, you know, maybe, maybe he loves this, the suit on the sideline, but like, oh. you know, I, I think that the, the more casual look oh, yeah. is a way better move. You know, you get to sort of, you know, flaunt your brand a little bit, you know, you don't get to do that when your coach is wrapped up in a, in a death suit. Um, yeah. I'm all, I'm all about the casual look on the sideline. It's a golden age of coaching for a guy like Sean Miller, no question. Yeah. So as we get back into some of the, the lesser hitting topics here, we, we've gotten some of the serious stuff out of the way. Um, is there any feel that you've gotten, you know, just from doing some digging and maybe some cultural changes or things that you expect maybe a fan to notice differently um, that Sean, Sean might do as opposed to Travis? Well, um, you know, I think it's been well established how, how nice Travis was and how likable he was. And, and to me, there, there has been a little bit of a narrative that, that got out there that like, you know, Travis was a, a friend to, to his player. And that's not to say he wasn't okay, but Travis let me into his practices. And I can tell you with 100% certainty that Travis was not a pushover in practice by any means. Like I've seen him kick multiple guys out of practice. I've seen him, you know, go after guys in practice and get on them. Um, but I think Sean takes it to another level. Um, Sean is a dude that, that played point guard in the Big East. He's uh, from everyone that I talked to, from CJ Anderson to Kenny Freeze to Derek Brown, they all talked about how what he expects of you is a level that, that you're essentially uncomfortable with. Like he expects more from you than you think that you're able to give. And I think that's a hallmark of a great coach is someone that, that cares enough to challenge you to be uncomfortable and to ask you to do things that you probably don't think that you're capable of doing. And that's how you figure out that you might be capable of doing those things. So I think from a pure X's and O's standpoint, um, I don't know that you're going to notice a ton of stylistically different things. Now, what I will say is I said that I have been doing some research on Sean this week and I listened to a lot of podcasts and things that he's been doing. And he's essentially been using this last year to study. Um, he loves analytics. He actually did a podcast, him and his brother, Archie with Ken Palm. Um, and it was kind of fascinating to hear some of the stuff that he talked about. Like I would, I would highly advise you guys and your listeners to go find that on YouTube. I think if you search Sean Miller, Ken Pomeroy, you'll be able to find it pretty easily. But like, he talks about a lot of interesting things in that. Like one of the points he made was that elite offense, he thinks is better than elite defense, which is kind of interesting because for the last four years, we've listened to Travis talk about, yep. you know, winning with your defense, your defense has to, and that's still true. That doesn't mean that Sean's not going to care about his defense or he's not going to put time into it. Um, the other thing he said that I found really interesting is he thinks that in 2022 and moving on, 
you have to have two point guards that can shoot. Um, yeah, I heard he that. About, yeah, he talked about how absolutely critical that that is for your offense is to have two guys that can attack you and stretch the floor on the perimeter. Um, so I think that that kind of gives you a glimpse in, into into what we're going to see in terms of X's and O's. But then from like a uh, like a mental, physical toughness standpoint, I think that there's going to be a noticeable change. Um, I think one of the one of the areas where I think people had a lot of problems with Travis was guy if guys weren't doing what they were supposed to do or they weren't playing, you know, the way that the way that you expect Xavier guys to play, there weren't necessarily a lot of consequences for those things. Okay. I think that will change under Sean Miller. I think these guys who play for him, they're going to have a firm grasp of what is required of them to be on the floor and to stay on the floor. And if they don't live up to that, if they don't do those things, then they are not going to play. Okay. It's pretty simple with Sean Miller, I think. So I think that there's going to be a noticeable difference in a lot of things in that regard. Yeah, I can tell you from a fan standpoint, and I have nothing against Travis whatsoever. I really like Travis as a person, but it does make you feel good knowing you have a coach who knows how to win, who knows what it takes. Like that's just you feel in more secure hands. I am interested in two two stamp two viewpoints of this. I am interested to see what Sean says about like noticeable differences because this is not the same program that he left in 2010, yeah. not even close. I'm, I'm interested to hear what he has to say about maybe being at Arizona and seeing the program evolve and, and kind of that viewpoint. Um, and I lost my second one, <laughs> but, but I am interested to hear what he has to say about that. Cause I, I wonder uh, my second part was just kind of like how this makes Xavier look as a program. Cause I think it's a pretty good look, um, you know, turning down an sec school with big time money, you know, reported, you know, an extra million dollars on the table. I think that's a good look for Xavier. And obviously there's some familiarity there, but I think those two things are going to be really interesting to hear in the, in the next coming days. Yeah. I think those are all fair questions in that one of the the weird things for me is like, and, and this is not to, for me to sound like I'm big time or I'm better than anyone else. Cause I, you know, I know that I'm not, I've done, I've, I've done a lot of work to sort of bury and kill my ego in this business. Cause I feel like if you don't do that, you get humbled pretty quickly. But the reality is if you've paid attention to Xavier basketball, the last four years, well, technically I should probably say the last two to three, cause when Shannon was on the beat, she was there every day like I was there. But, you know, there's a there's been a lot of these press conferences and things where it's like I might be the only one there. Legitimately, I'm the only one seated in the media room there to ask questions. So I ask every question yep. well, on Friday when we talk to Sean. Everyone's going to be there. All the local media. Um, I might I'm I have no I, I might get to ask one question, you know, which is just a weird thing to go into because I've been spending a lot of time this week. You know, I have pages of questions that I want to ask Sean Miller. And if I only get to ask one, it's going to be really hard for me to decide what that one question is, you know? So I'm going to, I'm going to have a lot of soul searching to do over these next two days to figure that out. But the thing, I think one of the things I'm most curious about is Sean spent this last year and he sort of became a part of the media a little bit. You right. know, he started podcasting. He started doing all these different things. I'm really curious if that changes him at all in like a, a traditional press conference scene. Like, it is he going to understand a little bit better the other side of it as opposed to, to, you know, from only being in that coach's chair and 
looking down on us filthy heathens like we are. So um, I'm curious to see if, if that changes at all, if maybe he's a little more forthcoming, not to say that he wasn't previously, but, you know, you never know how, how that's going to impact the coach when, when they stop coaching and then they start to get into the media side of things, if what that will do. I did I think mean, the you look at a coach like Urban Meyer, you know, he was a, a member of ESPN for a year and then went over to Fox. Next thing you know, like he's kicking players and stuff like that and yeah. putting his thumb in places. So, Hold you know, it could go one of two ways. Urban's media days might be done too now too. I don't know how many people. That uh, sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I, it is tough from your standpoint though. Cause like you've mentioned, like Travis was so forthcoming with you and you pretty much, from the what you've told me, I don't want to whatever. I don't think you'll care if I say this, but like you, he pretty much just let you in his life. I mean, let you in practice. I mean, you had a lot of a lot of accessibility. And Travis was like, or Sean's like the only guy that anyone wants to talk to right now. And I'm sure yeah. you're just dying, like just and you might get one question. You know what I mean? Like, and normally you get to just whatever you want. So I bet you're kind of dying right now. I I'm dying, but at the same time, I also know this. Okay, so. To, to take a little trip down memory lane, when I got this savior job, I was walking into a scenario where Shannon Russell was at the athletic covering Xavier and Rick had musketeer report. Okay. At the time they had both been covering Xavier for a decade. So they, they had a decade on me of covering this program, getting to know these people, developing sources and all these things. So my my only plan of attack to try to like gain up ground and to to try to get myself inundated into this into this place and its people was like i'm just gonna be here i'm gonna be i'm gonna come up here every day i'm gonna sit in the media room i'm gonna do my work in there when you guys walk by the window you're gonna see me in there i'm gonna wave to you um when you're sitting there waiting for the elevator i might come out and say hello and and chop it up and chit chat a little bit so like I might only get one question on Friday with Sean Miller, but I can tell you this. I am going to be around. Okay. I'm going to be up there. He's going to see me. He's going to get to know me. We're going to, you know, we're going to have to work together, honestly. And it's like, not to, not to sound like an absolute egomaniac or anything like that, but like, this is, this is my job. It's my career. There is, only one other person, Rick, who covers the team to the level that I cover the team. And it's like, if, if you want to, you know, stop me, you're going to have to like, you better bring one hell of an army guys, you know, <laughs> Admiral, Admiral Cap X, dude, you might be the only one who could assemble a force to get me out of that place, dude. And I have no intention of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if that makes sense, cause it is one of those right. things where it's like, I am eager to get to know him. I'm eager to, to hit the ground running and sort of, you know, start to do this. But I think that patience plays a huge role in that. So. Yeah, I'm excited for you. I know it can just be nerve wracking. I mean, it's essentially like you're working for somebody else at this point, but, uh, but I, I know you'll be great. Of course. Yeah, We're starting over, you know, I know. And I'm sure that kind of stinks on a lot of fronts. I mean, you develop so many good relationships and things like that, but, but so it goes, but, but anyway, I do think it is good. We'll get back to the positive side of things like, I, have you noticed I, – I, mean, I know I sure have. Have you noticed kind of like kind of a sigh of relief and, and definitely from a fan standpoint? I, and I was surprised the way I felt about it. Like if you had told me going into the offseason Travis is going to get fired, I would have been like, damn, like I'm going to be pretty sad about that. 
And when it happened, I can't lie to you. I felt relieved and it wasn't, I feel bad for Travis, but I do feel like it, this was a powder keg, a lot of pressure had built. Um, is there any of that same sense? And obviously I know they have love for Travis, but is there any kind of a freedom, you know, maybe anything like that in the locker room? What do you think about the vibes of the locker room right now? It's hard to say. Um, you know, I think that this this has been a really challenging time for all those dudes in that locker room because you go back to the way that the Butler game ended and, and missing the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Then you lose your head coach. You get a new head coach. Paul Scruggs tears his ACL. And it's like yeah. all these different things have happened. And, it, you know, I think ultimately these guys are going to get to meet Sean Miller. They're going to get to hear what he's about. And, and they're going to have to make a decision on what they want to do with their future. If they want to play for Sean Miller and guess what, if, if I'm Sean Miller, I'm going to tell these guys all the things that they probably already know are going to be true. He's going to sit in there. He's going to tell them that he's going to push them, that he's going to make them better, that he's going to turn them into a good team that can compete for Big East championships and make the NCAA tournament. And if those guys are up for that challenge and if they want to be at Xavier, then they're going to stick around. Um, but I think right now, like, I think the prevailing theme with this team is right now they're playing for Paul and they're playing for Jonas and yeah. they're playing for, you know, Dante and, and Danny Peters too. So it's like, um, it, it's hard to, to get a sense of where their heads are at for the future because, you know, these kids these days, like I wouldn't be shocked if some of these guys are already getting contacted by other programs, to be honest. Of course, I think it's definitely a fair expectation that we will lose people. Like, I, I think that's more than a fair yeah. expectation. I think if you think otherwise, you're a little naive. Um, do you have think, anything else? To, go ahead. I think people people were going to leave even if Travis came back, to be honest with you. Of course. So it's like, you know, I wouldn't necessarily freak out if you see a guy go into the portal or anything like that, because if you're paying attention right now on social media, like, Sean and Xavier's staff, they're already reaching out to guys that are currently in the transfer portal. So this is just – this is college basketball in 2022, man. Anarchy? Nope, just college basketball. So is there anything else that you think we may have missed or anything that you want to talk about regarding Sean Miller? I know we're all just waiting for this this for Friday. I I can't wait. I've been waiting all week just – and don't get me wrong, I've been loving this NIT thing, which I never thought I'd say. Um, But (laughs) – I've been just waiting for this press conference announcement. I can't, I absolutely can't wait. Like the Sean Miller era is my favorite era of Xavier basketball. Anything else, anything we think we missed or any input that, uh, that you would like to add on the Sean Miller stuff? Um, I can give you a, a little bit of a tease. Say, don't tell me with a good time. Um, you know, so you guys, how many of you guys are actually going up there on Friday? Have you figured that out yet? I have to be between employed. zero and four. Yeah. That's a safe assumption. Well, the doors open at one. Okay. I would say um, maybe somewhere in the 30 minutes to an hour before the doors open on Friday. um, Maybe just like pay attention to your phones or, or pull up Twitter a little bit. All right. Keep my computer on. You can keep your computer on, but you'll you'll be able you'll be able to see what's going down on. Uh, I was on just using the terminology they gave you, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I can handle this on mobile, or yeah, you know, I could I could have just said eyeball emojis if you wanted me to, but <laughs> could I use my that'll sidekick? work? That'll work. You could use your sidekick. Yeah. Okay. I will. Um, I, I will yeah. be there. I got it's confused. I thought you were talking about going to New York for the NIT. I will be at the press conference. <sighs> okay. Without yeah. a media pass. 
There you go. So yeah, you're the, you're the Roblob Pod representative. I will be representing the RBP because we I can make you a pass. Aura. It doesn't have to be a media pass. You could have the <laughs> RBP and the, the lanyard looks good enough. I will be bringing the aura of three men. So I I like our chances to be fully represented. Uh, obviously, monumental losses with no with no Cuba, no Andy. But I will bring my very best to bring our full aura on Friday. I have no doubt. And you know what? Fingers crossed that that you get back on the video board on Friday. <laughs> That was, that, so was actually, that was pretty live. Thought I, I thought I brought it. I did the best I, I possibly could. That's you, did. All I did. you did a good just, job. I'm just working with what I got, you know. Just working with what yeah. I got. And uh, this actually reminds me, Adam. We were talking after the game. Uh, most famous Vanderbilt fan in the arena last night was, of course, Scotty Pippen. Our version of Scotty Pippen is Cap X. He was the most famous. He might be the most famous Xavier fan, period. Right. right. Now that Bill Murray. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, Cap X, Jason Meyer, they call him. He is the Scotty Pippen of the Centos Center. Which makes, which makes Jack Nungy Scotty Pippen Jr. of Xavier. So that is, what that essentially means is that I've slammed beers with Scotty Pippen. Is what you're <laughs> yes. And that Not technically makes me or Andy, <laughs> the people can decide. One of us is there for Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh. And the other is Steve Kerr. That sounds really right. good going one way. Like, I'm the Scotty Pippen of Xavier. It sounds really bad the other way. Scotty Pippen's the CapEx of Vanderbilt. Doesn't go, doesn't sound as good the other way. But both are true. <laughs> but both, both are it, true. according to you and your sources, are true. So consider me teased and titillated, Adam. I am, I cannot wait to be near my phone andor computer andor sidekick come an hour before press conference. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that, that Xavier fans, you know, this thing that, that, will likely happen um i think that they'll it'll people will be excited about it so yeah that's all i'm gonna say that's I all like the sound of that that's, that's when the I'm goose is getting say. killed <laughs> he's <laughs> gonna bring that goose it. in a chainsaw that's, the cat's out of the bag the goose is out of the bag that's what that's what it is the goose is in yeah, the bag actually, zipped up the goose is loose it was wrong to tease you guys. What, I, what I'm really talking about is Sean Miller is going to burn the goose live on my Twitter feed <laughs> just before the, the doors open for the – no, in all seriousness, there, there is – there will be some new, a little bit of news. Just, you know. So they're not going to post a picture of Sean Miller with a, just a goose head. Just they He's just holding well the goose around his neck. They may do that, but my sources have not indicated that that's likely or that it will happen. But that doesn't I'll talk mean to that. Yeah. We're going to – we're going to – yeah. I went ahead and tweeted eyeballs anyway. Did you? So, Adam, <laughs> it is getting close to that time. It is 10.03 Eastern Standard Time. I know you have, you know, more people to get to. Coop, I do like to think that Sean's going to bring in more important fans than me. If, if, I'm, if, if I'm Sean Miller and my most important fan is Captain X, I need to reevaluate my program is all I'm going to say. Well, there will, be, uh, there will be former players who played for him at Xavier in attendance. Um, I haven't gotten a, a concrete or a finished finish list yet, but – I do know that there there are a few that are definitely coming. So I got to get a spot in front of Kenny Freeze, man. How'd you know he was on the list? <laughs> I've just seen him be very active on Twitter. <laughs> he I said that he would run it. through a brick wall for him, and I just started feeling bad for that wall. Yeah, I talked to him the other day about coach, and it was like he could not be a cooler person to talk to. Like just you know, very generous with his time. Told me some really cool stories, some funny stuff, and. Yeah, boys, this might be our chance to finally get Kenny Freeze in the podcast. We've been talking it for talking about it for a little while. I can he, put yeah, it in he wants word. to. 
might be our no, shot. No, he wants to. We've interacted on Twitter. Uh, his really? DMs are closed, and so we've like we're talking just like on the main Twitter stuff. And yeah, he wants to be on, but we kind of keep forgetting. <laughs> Hard hitting journalism. We made it. We made well, it such see, a priority that we forgot. To I just ask. don't want him to think like that. It's like, oh, this is a Xavier basketball podcast. Because literally, like, one question I want to ask him is, what's it like going into like a public restroom and standing in like a stall and being able to look down on everybody? Like, that's on my mind. Like, I was at work thinking about that. I'm like, man, if I was like seven foot, this would be terrible. I'm like, maybe I should find someone that's seven foot and ask them. Like. I have a podcast. Kenny Freeze would work. So quote Drake, I mean, you gonna see some stuff you ain't want to see. <laughs> so Adam, we got we got five ten minutes. I want to let you go. I want to give you some time. Let's just talk NIT real quick. Yeah. Have you caught NIT fever? I know that I have. I can confirm that Andy is positive with NIT fever. Yeah. What do you think right now? Did you expect this team to win three games in a row and go to an NIT Final Four? I did not. Um, I've been really pleasantly surprised because at the end of the day like I love watching basketball I love writing about basketball I love talking to people about basketball and like to be able to get a few more games out of this Xavier team I think is really cool there's some really interesting storylines happening right now with like this team playing for Paul this team with an interim head coach and Jonas Hayes who who will be a head coach in college basketball someday it's purely a matter of time Uh, And to just watch like, you know, this, this team got dragged for the way that they finished the season. They got absolutely pummeled. And a lot of that criticism was fair. You know, you had, you had so much to play for and you didn't finish it the right way. Okay. And I just keep coming back to the thought that you could have not cared about playing in the NIT. You could, you could have voted to play in the NIT and then you could have lost right away and just go your separate ways. And everyone's going to remember this team for this awful ending. And they've really worked to rewrite that. And I understand that it's the NIT. Okay. And I think one of the things that I've been really surprised by in a good way is that a lot of Xavier fans have kind of embraced them, even though it is the NIT, you know, no one wants to go to the NIT. No one sets out in the summer, like guys, (laughs) our goal goal this year is we want to be invited to the tournament not the NCAA tournament the national tournament okay no one says that but here you are okay and how do you make the most of that and I think we're we're looking at a team right now that is working to make the most of that so and you know selfishly in all of this I get to go back to New York next week which means not only do I get to watch basketball in New York but I get to pad my Sky Miles account and my Marriott points account, which is very important to me, guys. Okay. That's like padding your musketeer points. That's what this is all about. Will you get Sabaro? Yes. Ever get time. a New York slice? New, good old New York slice. Any New York golfing? It's hard. It is. That's how so, you can't close your soft. All right. So, New York right now. And, you know, I haven't had to get like a Lyft or an Uber here locally, but because of the gas prices, the Lyft and Uber rates in New York are absolutely astronomical. So, uh, for instance, I'm going to fly into LaGuardia, okay? I'm going to get a Lyft from LaGuardia to my hotel. 
depending on traffic, it's about a 20 minute drive. That's going to be uh, somewhere in the range of 75 to $85. Oh, bless. So it's like, if you want to do stuff in New York, it essentially, you either have to be comfortable and confident taking the subway and trying to figure your way around. And that's not my, that's not my expertise. I, I will get lost. The Apparently worst. it's dirty. Um, Disgusting. Oh. Yeah. Smells like 150 years of urine. <laughs> and so you, you really have to find stuff that's within walking distance. And did you think about like just for a little extra money for this trip, to, um, selling some tickets to the press conference on Friday? Yes. Um, are you trying to, to buy one? <laughs> we, we might, we might because, be able to work out a deal. Because I think that we, we might break the internet if we get you in that press conference to ask a question to Sean Miller, which honestly though, it would not work because I do know that this press conference is yeah. going to be moderated by Tom Miser, which essentially is different than the normal style where normally it's like they hand out a microphone and we just pass it around to other people that have questions on Friday. It's going to be like, you raise your hand and Tom will like come to you in order with the microphone. When you're done, he takes the microphone away from you. So um, I mean, I've dealt with yeah. I've dealt with Centos and her ushers. I think I can handle Tom Iser. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's scrappy, like a Jack Russell Terrier, dude. <laughs> Andy has been through the gauntlet, but Iser's another beast. And all due respect, he does a very good job. I can't wait, Adam. We gotta let you get the heck up out of here. We're we're gonna we were gonna talk to you on air about it. We're gonna talk to the people once you leave about how much we care about your golf game. We're yes. definitely just gonna put that out into ether, manifest some Adam playing golf vibes. If I was you in New York, I'm taking some traffic cones and I'm bringing a bucket of balls and going to Central <laughs> Park and just seeing how, how many balls I can hit until a park ranger say, that's enough of that noise. Until I get arrested, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a good old game no, of chicken. I, where's, where's Bomb? I got arrested it. in Central Park. I appreciate that. I appreciate the thoughts about my golf game. We're going to get there. I'm, I'm a little behind schedule, um, but I'm nothing if not dedicated. And I did want to I did want to leave you guys with this note. Um, you guys were kind enough and gracious enough to introduce me to historic stones lanes. And I will say I have yet to make my Dana gardens debut. And, you know, I need, I need riders with me when I do that. Okay. So say um, less. All right. That's my, yeah, we, we need riders with us with a W. Yes. If you can just hit us with a writer, hardly knower. <laughs> Sorry, I had to stay on brand real quick. No, you have definitely got a gang of dudes. When you roll up to Dana Gardens, you will be arriving in style. Hell I'm yeah. thinking of I'm thinking of flying V formation. I like that. I'm a you you at the front, like the Vandy yeah. V, <laughs> the old Vandy V, star formation. Yeah. Hell. yeah. You know, that was can i just say you can leave you can just press end the second you want to have the call that work from the xavier social media team top notch i mean they they did it they did it i, don't I like know. to think don miller had an impact on that i don't know who signs off on that stuff if they're like yeah you know what feel free to fire this off into the ether um but yeah, that's Twitter in a nutshell, man. Twitter. I believe, uh, I believe that's what they have Travis doing. <laughs> oh Jesus, that was unnecessary. We're gonna edit that out. I didn't say steal. I didn't say steal. Oh, oh, the Tra intern's name is Travis. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah, our okay. friend Travis. Okay, of course, of course. Our little brother. The- oh, yeah, I think I think I've met him actually too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We should yeah. get him on the podcast. The last thing it made me think, and then this last thing I have to say, and I'll let you go. I just want to know how many gems like that are out, you know, in some hard drive that never got to get published because of like circumstances not playing out. Oh yeah, that's a good that's a good point. There's got to be. So I want to log more, into that man. Twitter account and just look at the drafts. Oh yeah. I- beautiful adam you are the absolute man thank i know we brought you up until 10 15 i told you to get out of here at 10 oh, it's a, you it's know we talk, we talk too much you know how we are it's on brand i'm sure you expect it with the territory this is oh. big time in xavier basketball we got sean miller it's miller time i will be with you in the building on friday just rooting you on for your one question i can't wait brother thank you for jumping on yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It was, you know, honestly, it's been it's been cool to meet you guys recently. The the NIT made that happen. So, you know, I God bless the NIT, right? Thank you. Of course. Roll bound. Welcome back to the Roll Boundcast. My name is Captain Xavier. That sounds so stupid. It's such a preposterous sounding name. I just thought it looked good with Dolman. But anyway, <clears throat> um, and Cap just goes everything. So we just had Adam Baum on the podcast, and we need to start pronouncing his name. I have a couple of gents, boys. We got to start pronouncing Adam Baum's name correctly. That's number one. Number two, we need to get this man some goddamn golf. And number three, we need to figure out what the fuck we're going to do for Sean Miller's press conference. And I think those are the three things that like, it's very important that the Xavier fan base become, like, comes to a consensus with so we are all on the same page. So it's, yeah. it's imperative that we that we figure this out and tell the fan base exactly what to do because they follow our lead on everything, obviously. They do exactly what we say. Yes, that's I, true. Sean all Archie that night and be like, I know I saw what those crazies did to you. You should have heard what these crazies did for me. Right. I need them. I mean, there need, I, need there, I need it to be so crazy there's a conversation that needs to take place. Kind of like when Andy went apeshit at the first NIT game. Right. Like, it was so I mean, bad there had to be a conversation about and it. You, know? you see, like, you see Archie – at Rhode Island and like the cheerleaders with some weird chant, like roadie Rams roadie over and over. There's like 10 people there. And then um, with all due respect, 10 very passionate people. But then you see like Kevin Willard get off a plane um, in Maryland and there's a six foot turtle mascot there. Okay. That's what you're welcome to. It's like, Hey, thanks for taking the job. Here's a giant turtle. Better now, than Sean turtle. Miller. Sean Miller, I mean, is the blob going to be rolling alongside him as he walks? The blob's not been at the NIT games. There's reasons to believe that the blob is still stuck in Hollywood at at the set of Young and Restless because he's not vaccinated and he's not able to fly. He can't fit in a car. He's too round. So he's been stuck there because he refuses to get vaccinated. So we have to figure out what's Sean Miller going to do. Adam Baum also teased that a half hour to an hour before doors open for the press conference on Friday that, you know, there might be a little something. So, fellas, what do we think the little something is? What's going to happen right before the press conference? What was he teasing us about? And I, I, think, I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, I mean, there's no proper way to uh, bring back the – like bring back a winning culture then like so there's obviously going to be like a big drop of news a big announcement and i think all signs point from everything that adam told us off the air um so this is definitely gonna hurt like be for his credibility 
there is definitely going to be a second goose introduced. Really? That, it, it, so, it all signs point to it. One goose, bad luck. Two geese, it's no longer goose, it's geese, good luck. Yes, because like, think, like goose Ooh, oh. rhymes with lewds. Geese does not rhyme yeah, with Yeah, it's lewds. a near rhyme. I've always that's thought that was true. Made up, spell lose loose. Like, why, why would you think that's how that's spelled? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make it's any goose. sense. Yeah, I've never understood. No, it's, it's really, really. <laughs> who who goose? Is who goose? You, do you goose? <laughs> no, I jack. Andy goose on Wednesday night. Sorry, excuse me. Sorry. I, I thought we were in a spelling bee using the sentence. I think it's very obvious what's happening here. So we've heard of player coaches. Pete Rose did it. We've had plenty of people do it. Mark Lyons is going to do it for Zip Em Up, I'm sure, at some point. Adam Baum is going to be the first reporter coach. He's going to keep mm. his job as reporter, but Sean Miller is going to put him on his coaching staff as well. That's so I, I'd say take it to the bank. For the first time, we can actually tweet at Adam Baum about the starting lineups. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Point Twitter one for the Twitter yeah. goons. So I, dude, that would be live, though. I think that's the question I'm going to ask at the press conference, though. I think it'll have something to do with, like, the Xavier TikTok. I think it'll be a plug for Xavier TikTok. And yeah. maybe, I don't know, something like, I don't know, like maybe a TikTok dance. Like, Sean Miller perhaps will be doing, like, uh, I don't know, the gritty or something. Like, will he do that? I don't know. It's possible. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, though. <laughs> with Scotty the Xavier version of Scotty Pippen cap X. That was a wild quote. It's Not, true though. It's accurate. It, it could is be true. true. It, is, it just sounds ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I, Xavier doesn't have a more famous fan though. Andy sure. is a close getting close to be a close second. People recognize him by his Twitter Andy, name. I've never heard anyone say Andy famous, picked 17 and put the that. 17 in it. Andy was way more famous at the first NIT game. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Way more famous. No, but I think it's time to change that. If I'm the most famous fan, then that we got a problem. Um, so I think that I think we got that down pat. What do we do when Sean arrives? Hmm. This is the this is the age-old question. We talked about it a little before the before an air. We could do like like military colors, like you know, we have people stand on the side, we could salute because Rhode Island went loud, so maybe we go quiet. Um, we could right. do wet t-shirt contests, you know, to celebrate the sweat coming That's, back to camp. Like that, that has to be, because like, I, like I said, with in the, in the interview, like you want to, you want a coach that can win a wet t-shirt contest. What, what better time to present that? The, I know. Like, than the yeah. introductory press conference. Like you got to establish the winning culture immediately. You got to establish dominance from the jump. And I know that if I have the choice between a coach that can or cannot win a wet t-shirt contest, I'm taking can all day long. No, um, I'm taking cans very much. No question. I, I volunteered to get in like one of those little dunk booths where you throw the baseball at the target and it dunks the person in there. And then I can be nice and wet for the press conference, which would be nice. Um, we got lots of options, but I definitely down to your ideas. And I was thinking, like you mentioned earlier, like maybe making a little tunnel with your arms up and stuff and he walks through it and, whatnot yeah. i was thinking like something similar but like everyone's laying on their backs with their feet up like facing sean miller and it's a tunnel of legs and he's walking through them 
it's so kind of like, like that, yeah well that that's just kind of like first first thought like i think sean miller coming back to xavier i was just kind of thinking like that or, like that's that's my first thought what if everyone just starts farting though well the, yeah i don't know you gotta be a, especially with the skyline oh also if it was one of you guys you can confess at the most recent nit game after the oh. national anthem when everyone oh. sat down it absolutely reeked someone ripped ass and then anytime people would stand up for a big play as soon as everyone to sit down someone was dropping them i don't know if there's someone in front of us in our row all i'm saying is it was a catastrophe it smelled horrible was a bomb oh god that was rough did it it, it were that bad because i was sitting it was skyline it was yeah it was Skyline. It was like probably like five times that I got a whiff. I was like, oh, man. Capel said Ma- that made me want some Skyline. skyline. Hours. Maybe – but he was in the building, so I don't – could he have been farting so bad that it made it all the way to our section? From could Stones? it have been Scotty Pippen? <laughs> it's, it's a possibility. Junior or senior? Why not both? <laughs> Runs in the family. In the jeans. Literally, it's. In I don't jeans. remember that part of uh, Last Dance though. They didn't. They didn't. Talk, they didn't get into that. That's true. Weird. So okay. So I think. I think I'm in the consensus of hand tunnel, like at a kids, like at a youth soccer game. All the parents make the tunnel, and then we could do mm-hmm. snacks after. We could do like like juice boxes and lunchables and stuff. Uh, Teddy Grahams, like the little graham crackers that oh, are like teddy bears. It is snack time. Hello, baby comedy. girl. PBJs. I'll cut a fan. <laughs> We got We are nothing if not idea men, boys. So we've got that. I would content like, creators. That's what the modern term for that is. I, I have heard that term. I am familiar. And I think that I tend to agree. It's a synonym of idiot. Got- <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Idiots that don't actually want to work. <laughs> <laughs> Two things that won't work. Do you guys want to get into the National Invitational Vibe Tournament? Because it has been huge for the brand. And as much as, like Adam, Adam Baum said, like you don't want to be like celebrating being in the NIT, whatever. But we are where we are. If you're in NIT, you might as well knit, win NIT. NIT, obviously. And make it lit. Uh, we are LIT at the NIT. But it has allowed us to do things that we would normally not be able to do. Like get Andy kicked out of Cintas. We get to pretty much just walk into the media booth whenever the hell we want <laughs> to. Awesome. Open doors, steal media passes. I mean, be given media passes and just it's sit down that for a small fee. party with Big Kong and for a small fee, uh, pay the same amount of money that cost Musketeer Madness. So, but meet Scotty Pippen Jr., his dad. I mean, it, it, we've had some really cool opportunities and it's honestly been a vibe. And then to just meet all the, all the Twitter people, like we've been putting so many faces to Twitter accounts. It's just been a blast. Dude. Like I just, I've loved the vibe like inside that building. Yeah, I mean, we finally met Krangis. I know he's potentially listening. Uh, that was cool. Um, Xavier all day, every day. And I went up to the uh, the concession stands and said, I'll have what Krangis with the basketball is having. And they looked at me really confused. Because <laughs> they also looked confused when we were yelling, that's Adam Kunkel's dad, as he was buying a beer. And they clearly did not actually care at all. I mean, do you even know, like, do you even know the team? Probably, they probably don't. They probably you just follow know Greg the two conies in a water is $14. 7737445 on Twitter. 
Careful, that's his social. Sorry. Hey, he made it his Twitter account. His Twitter handle. I can't I can't uh, do anything about that. Um, but the vibes have just been immaculate. It's been really cool to meet all the people. We met Zip them Up. We met Cranch. I don't want to leave anybody out. We met so many cool people. Corey Brenneman, if I'm leaving you out, I'm sorry. Lester. Uh, I met uh, that Coop Ledford guy. Um, Andy Pick 17. I've never met him. I've only seen a reflection of him. Okay. Dude, was Marcus there last night? I saw a picture today. I saw a photo of him. I, I've yet to meet him in person. Like, I know him pretty well, but I don't know. Dude, he's just like, he's so sneaky. He's like that guy from, uh, uh, what's that movie with Adam Sandler, where he has the, the big metal foot? Happy Gilmore. Not happy. <laughs> Not happy Gilmore. Um, but very, Mr. Deeds, like the sneaky butler. Like, I feel like Marcus, I feel like I was looking in that direction, and I know his face, but I didn't see him. Maybe he was just being sneaky. I don't know. Could be. Andrew, what is on that beautiful brain of yours right now? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just interested grateful. Like, I've never been – it all started off once we, like, found out we're playing in this beautiful tournament. We were like, let's hype it up, like, very, like use our personalities and hype it up sarcastically. But so, like, the first game, like, we were just being loud as shit and being super nice to the team no matter what. And – um, like trying to make our own fun out of this awesome kind of 60, race to 69th tournament. Um, but then it ended up like giving us some these beautiful opportunities. I mean, we're crushing beers and stones with Adam Baum. Um, like we're just walking into the media, meeting all these awesome people and just creating these memories. And it's pl- giving us plenty of opportunity to like get on the big screen of playing air guitar um, and just bring the entire community together. The these past memories, two games have been absolutely like absolutely electric. I think I speak for all of us when I say the memories of this national invitational tournament will last a lifetime. That's true. It has been a special moment. And one man's pleasure, you know, Andy having the time of his life in that opening game against Cleveland I, State. Who would have ever thought that that would lead the, the perhaps the biggest domino effect in the history of Xavier basketball? Andy having a great time, acting a fool, people telling him to sit down, yelling at players, yelling at coach in a positive manner. But that leads to Xavier firing their head coach, all because of Andy. Next thing you know, Sean Miller hired. Next thing you know, whatever success Xavier has down the road with Sean Miller is solely because our friend Ahmad got us tickets behind the Xavier bench and because of Andy Piccarillo. That's it. Well, I got to shout out my boy, Troy, because he's the one that slid in my DMs and even let me know that you can call and get better seats. I don't know if he wants me to throw his name out, so I won't throw his last name out. But I got to shout out my boy, Troy, for hooking us up. And that's the beautiful part about being CapEx sometimes is, like, you just get tipped shit that, like, I have no business being tipped. And it's just, like, you get these little hacks. And, like, I, that shit's awesome. Um, and hopefully, you know, we make it worth it to the community. Um, we definitely just – and that's the thing we want to do. We just want to make it a good time. You know what I mean? Like, if we're in the NIT. We might as well, you know, make it lit. You know what I mean? We might as well have a good fucking time, play some air guitar and Jumbotron, you know? I mean, at the end of the day, you get to go watch more Xavier basketball and with your friends. like. Yeah. And, like, as much as, that's like, a win. Yeah, it was kind of a New Orleans funeral vibe for the first game. Like, we're dancing through, you know, the end of our season and shit like that. Like, that is the vibe, though. Like, we get, like, at the end of the day, we get to go watch Xavier basketball, you know, sit like four rows back in the padded, really, really nice seats. 
and it's just cool being up that close. It's cool being with Xavier fans, and, you know, I love this team, too. Like, it's cool watching the season continue. It's not what we wanted at all, but, like, we are making the best of it, and I think a lot of that is genuine, even with our cheeky behavior, which has come to be uh, come to be known from the brand of you boys. But uh, I don't know. But we're making the best of it, and I think it's been fucking fun. It's been a hell of a time. Like, I've, I haven't had this fun, much fun in March in years. <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong it actually has been really cool and hopefully like the guys have, have had fun too and uh hopefully they get it done in new york all i can say is we got saint bonnie in new york i have you guys heard this might be the last nit at madison square garden really yeah i got tagged in mr hot balls it looked like it looked pretty verified i didn't like take a really good look at it um but it looks like this is the last nit at madison square garden so we can take it home for the Man. boys They'd have to change the whole logo. There's an apple on it. Wouldn't even make sense. I know, dude. What if they, they had a, like the Met Stadium Florida. where there's an apple? They could go to like the Peach State and make it a peach. They can go down to Florida, make it an orange. They could call it the, I think, the Baum Classic and make it a Clementine. I think whoever wins the NIT next year, the NITs hosted the entire tournament um, is hosted at that team's home arena. So hopefully. Centos Center will be hosting all NIT games next year. And Xavier doesn't even have to be there. Where would you be? Where would I be? Let's say an NIT game at Centos conflicts a Xavier and Silver Turner game. Where would you be? You know, I'm more of an NIT guy. I've uh, been yeah. saying that for the last week. I've, I'm more of an NIT guy. So I'm right as of now, if I had to make the decision now, I'm at Centos and I'm watching an NIT game. Section 109, Row J, watching the NCAA tournament on my phone. We are <laughs> long-standing NIT respecters, and I think that's been pretty well known. We it have that document on, I, on numerous occasions. Uh, this is an honest to God story, though. Um, however long ago it's been, 12 years or so, maybe longer, when Dayton won the NIT. I was on spring break. I was in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. I watched the game. And Xavier had already been eliminated. And I was low-key jealous of Dayton that they still were playing basketball and celebrating a championship. Even though it wasn't anything, I was like, man, I want to win an NIT. Were we in the NCAA? Yeah, we were were in the big dance. But I was still like, man, Dayton won the NIT. And I was jealous of them. I mean, it will low-key be cool. And then hopefully by that time, we'll have bullied the NCAA into letting us run through the gauntlet of the NCAAs after. Yeah. Yes, we're still, we're, that's still in the works. We, we've actually made some pretty positive progress. Really quick to the listeners at home, I believe if you win the NIT, you should get the right to play the 68th team in the NCAA tournament. If you win that game, you get to play the 67th team and so on and so forth. It's like the final and if boss. if you run the whole table, you win all 68, you're the national champion. So being the national champion and the 69th best team in the country – like, there's nothing more special than that. It no. would just suck to be the last team to get into the NCAA tournament because not only did you lose to a 16 seed, but then you have to lose to the team that wins the NIT. <laughs> and that's how you end your season. You lose two games in a row after being awesome. You lose two play-in games. Yeah, and like – And your name been, is Longwood. Now that's has been over for like three weeks, and then you have to play the NIT champion. It's just like guys have already transferred out. And it's like August and we're still like in the 30s. (laughs) Yeah. You got to drag all you guys out there with NIT games. 
I love it. Okay. Is there anything that we've missed? Obviously it's Miller time. I think that the whole Xavier community, at least me, and that's how I judge the whole Xavier community by how I'm feeling. It, I'm just waiting for this fucking goddamn press conference. Like I did. That's, I can't wait for that. And now I'm waiting for an hour, an hour and a half up until the press conference. Yes. Thank you, Adam Bounds, for dropping that bomb on me. I will have my computer and my sidekick handy. But I think we're all just kind of just waiting for this thing. Um, obviously, people were asking us one more thing to throw content out there. But I think we're kind of just waiting for this bad boy. And most everything else has been said. But Adam did drop some bounds. He did. And, like, we're all sitting there ready. I'm going to be refreshing Twitter. I'm going to have Jake the Goose notifications on. Uh, and – I, I'm just I'm just simply excited to figure out what it is, mainly because I hate suspense, and I'm gonna sit there and it's gonna control and eat me alive until I know what it is. Until I see that second goose, it it's it's just gonna drive me insane. But all in all, I'm I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see the blob lick Sean Miller for the first time in ages, and and that's when we know Daddy's home. 